Amen. Today I will be considering a great topic, something very important in the body of Christ. We will be looking at the blessings of Abraham. Many of us say, I am blessed. Some say, I am not blessed. Many said, God blessed man, but man is not blessed. I met a guy one day, he said, if truly we are blessed, then why is everybody in my family cursed? During the course of this um, teaching, we will try to trash out all these questions that we have running in our minds. This topic is um, something very deep and we must pay good attention to it. In the book of Genesis 1 verse 1 to 12, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Listen, from the above scripture, we're meant to understand that the first thing God spoke into existence was light. And that light represents the world. I want us to really comprehend this fact that without this light, nothing could come into reality. Without this light, there is no way man could be blessed. Because for God to bless man, he has to use the word. So for him to make things that he could say they are, he could call those things good, then he has to call light into place. Somebody follow it. Now, the first thing God blessed was never man. Many of us think um, the first thing God blessed was man. We all know God told man be fruitful, multiply. We all, we all believe man is the only creature on earth that needs to be blessed. I will try to expose us to some realities behind why a man must be blessed. The first thing God blessed was not man. It was the living things that he created. Now, why must God think of blessing dogs? Goats. Let's look at it. Genesis 1 verse 21. Genesis 1 verse 21. Oh, I love the scripture. It's um, something very nice. And God created great whales and every living creature that moved which the water brought forth abundantly after their kind. And every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. 22. And God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the, the waters in the sea and let fowl multiply in the earth. Listen, this blessing is sounding like the blessing God gave to Adam and Eve. Isn't it? It sounded somehow familiar, right? But why must God um, give such a blessing to animals? Why must an animal be blessed in this manner. Let's try to find out. The question is this. You see, 
For if God has to bless animals this way, then something is special here. Before we try to solve that problem, we must ask ourselves, what is the meaning of a blessing? Before we start saying, why must God bless animals? Why must God give such a blessing to an animal? We have to know what the blessing is. Okay, many of us have seen blessing as abundant supply, but it's more than that. The word blessing means to be whole. It means to be in perfect condition, to be in full condition. A point where you are at a state when nothing is missing. You get it? That's what they call it, the blessing. The word blessing means to be whole, to be in good condition. That was why when God created the earth, He saw that it was what? Good. In context, you can say, He saw that it was blessed. It was perfect. It has no issue. Because the questions are already rising up in our heart already. I could see a guy saying, ah. <laughs> So you mean, the animals God created was not in good condition after God had to bless them? We will find out. We will find out. He saw that it was good. The word good means to be perfect. Listen, everything God created was in perfect condition at the point of creation. But God has to pronounce a blessing on living things because their existence can be altered by the word of man. Listen, brother, the existence of those animals can be altered by the words of God. Words of man. This was the major reason why God has to pronounce a blessing. God has to say, multiply, be fruitful, multiply. God has to say exactly what He wants them to be. Animals were in perfect condition. To shock you with this, men need, human beings need to be appointed to give birth sometimes, but animals never need to be appointed to give birth. So they were in perfect conditions. But because the, the blessing on their life could be uttered, so God has to pronounce the blessing. Don't forget, when man fought, the serpent was, was cursed. The blessing on his life was uttered. So, because of these reasons, God had to bless them so that man could not alter the blessing. Only living things can be cursed. Put this in mind. You can't cause no, a non-living thing. You can't tell the stone you are cursed forever. Only things that have life in them are what can be cursed. Now, and take note of this. Blessings run from generation to generation. And every blessing a man inherits from his parents, they are stored in genes. I will um, um, just digress a little. And this one was saying, can a rat be cursed? Yes, it can be cursed. The first animal that was cursed in the Bible was the serpent. God cursed the serpent. So, a rat can be cursed. A lion can be cursed. So, everything that lives and has life can be cursed. But this question just jumped at me. All of a sudden, the earth was cursed. Is the earth a living thing? Now listen though, I just said something, but <laughs> an inspiration came to me that the earth was caused by God now. Then so, is the earth a living thing? Let's find out. If the earth can, could be caused, then 
it must have a living component because only living things can be caused. Let's go. Let's look at um, Genesis 1, verse 12. If you say something is living, then what makes it living? Let's look at that. 1, verse 12. And the earth brought forth grasses and herb, yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself, whose seed was in itself. After his kind, after his kind, and God saw that it was perfect. God saw that it was good. Now we we'll compare this reality to what I read to us before in uh, Genesis 1 verse 22. Now listen, when God was to bless living creatures, he blessed them in like manner to how he blessed the ground. Now listen, this is very good. God didn't pronounce a word of blessing, but he called it good, right? Good. Now look up. He said, and the, and the earth brought forth grass and herbs. You didn't see it after his kind. Now listen, if something has a kind, that's to say it can bring a generation. The word begat means to bring a kind. Now, if the earth could bring out grass out of its own kind, then there is, an, there is a possibility that the earth is living. Because only animals, only living things can bring forth their own kind. Now, let's go forward. You see, and the earth seed after, after brought grass and have eaten seed after its kind. Listen, the earth was made in perfect condition. So it does not need help for man to bring food. Just like man is independent of animals. Listen, the earth is a living thing because it has the ability to multiply and reproduce. So I told us before, the earth could bring forth fruit. God told living things to multiply, be fruitful. Genesis 1.22 said, be fruitful, multiply. Be fruitful, multiply. Now, the same thing happened to the land. The land brought forth fruit according to its own kind. Now, for anything to bring forth a fruit, it must have a seed. I'm going to understand in that place that the earth brought forth grass. The earth as a seed. Look at it. It says, And the earth brought forth grass and herb, yielding fruit as seed after its kind. Yielding what? Seed. The earth as what? A seed. Only living things have seed. When God was to talk about the coming of the Messiah, He didn't say the word. He said, Thy seed shall bruise the head of the serpent. He was referring to the son of David, Jesus. Thy seed. Now, if God was referring to Jesus as a seed, only living things bring forth what? Seeds. Now, the earth has a seed in itself. Let's go forward. I'll show you some deep things. Just be ready to learn. Oh, let's pray. Thank you. Now, look up. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. Now, I've told us that um, the earth deals with seeds. 
Just as a man deals with seeds. Now, the earth is the mother of all creation. Even the Bible makes us to understand that for God to create man, he had an intercourse with the earth. I will show you something. I know somebody is already saying, Sir, I could hear that from the audience. That was why the Bible says, God formed man of the dust, of the ground. In Genesis 2, verse 7, God has to relate with the dust. The Bible says, and God took, God formed man from the dust of the earth. Now, listen to me. God formed man. God has to relate with the non-living things, with the living thing. God formed. God has to have a relationship with the earth. Now, for God to make create something from the earth, then there was something about the earth. I said, I said, Paul, the earth is the mother of all creation. I will show you something in Ecclesiastes 3, um, 3 verse 20 to 22. Before you say I'm teaching you wrong things. Ecclesiastes 3, 22, maybe verse 20 to 22 says something very profound. It says, from dust do I came, dust will I return. From dust do I came. From dust do I came. Dust will I return. So the earth is the mother of the flesh. Listen, your son came from you. Right? Now, man, the flesh we carry came from the dust. So the father of the mother, sorry, the mother of the earth of man is the earth. Because you are produced by the woman who brought you to life. When God was to bring man to this earth, he didn't make a home for you. He brought man from the dust. So, from the dust, the man came. So, the earth is the mother of flesh. Only living things can give birth. The earth gave birth to man. So, earth is a living thing again. Mm. I'll show you another one. In case you are still doubting that the earth is living. Ah, listen, let me put this in place. The earth is the mother. Why is the mother of flesh? Why God is the father of spirits? Even the earth has a heart. Now look up um, Matthew 12, verse 4. The Bible says, The Son of Man will dwell in the heart. Of the earth for three days. The Son of Man will dwell in the heart of the earth for three days. How many of us know the earth have mouths? Those are Christ. The earth have mouth. Those are Christ. When God was to address the issue between Cain and Abel, he said to Cain, He said, the blood, the blood of thy brother cries unto me from the ground. Please, all non-living things don't talk. Have you ever heard that a stone talks before? The earth has life in himself. The earth cries. 
Job 31 verse 13 said it. The earth was Christ. Genesis 4 11 said it. The Bible says the, oh God. The earth and has received. Oh, 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 oh. The earth and has received thy brother's blood from thy hand. The earth that has received. Only living things receive things. Christ unto me. Even the earth have a mouth. The earth can open and it can close. When a life shall has some issues, he commands the ground to open. The ground have years, it could hear. So the earth is elephant too. The earth is elephant. Now I'll really show some other realities. This topic is loaded. Please just pay attention. This topic is loaded. Many people say man was caused by God. But I'll be telling you something very shocking this hour. Please pay attention to these teachings. Man was never caused. When man ate the fruit in the midst of the garden, their eyes were opened. In Genesis 3, verse 16 to 19. The Lord never caused man, neither did he cause the woman. But he just offered the flow of things for their sake. He offered. Man was never caused. I will show you something. I will open us up to some realities. Listen very well. By yourself, when we read, you'll be able to differentiate if this is a cause or a blessing. Now look up. He said to the woman, Thy pain shall be greatly multiplied in childbearing. God never cursed man. See, listen to me. I was, let me say this. Hold this in the back of your heart. Um, hold this, just hold this by the hand. Throughout the whole scriptures, God never placed a curse on any man. I will explain. I know some people are getting disturbed about that statement I just made now. But that's the truth. God never placed a curse on any man. Let's continue. Let me show you something. He said to the woman, Thy pain shall be greatly multiplied. God is not cursing her. He's uttering the blessing. Listen up. He said to the woman, Thy pain shall be greatly multiplied in childbirth. Before in childbirth. In childbirth. Before the fall of man, woman was meant to keep birth without pain. But this was uttered at the fall. Now, there was a law. If you eat this, this will happen to you. God never caused man. Man disobeyed, and the consequence of his obedience was given to him. So God never caused man. There was just an alteration. It's like a punishment. I told you, don't enter this place. If you enter, you'll be flogged. I didn't beat you. I was never wicked. I just gave you what you deserve for disobeying my laws. So God never caused man. God just altered the flow of the blessing. Watch. Let's continue. For the man, for the man, God said to him, Man was not meant to sweat before he eat. But God said, because of thee, the ground shall be cursed for thy sake. Listen, brother. The ground shall be cursed for thy sake. The ground 
shall be cursed for thy what? sake. Now, God never said man is cursed. He never said it. Oh. Man was not made to sweat before he eats. But because of him, the ground was cursed for the sake of man. I will explain us to a law. There are laws governing everything God did in the scriptures. If the ground was cursed. Because of the cross that was placed on the ground, the ground brought thorns. In the book of Job 31 verse 40, the Bible said, because of the pain you've put to the ground, it brought you what? Thorns. Because of the evil that man brought on the ground, the ground brought him what? Thorns. God told man that in thy sweat shall thou eat bread. He never said thorns. But because of that sweat, because of the ground was caused, the ground all by itself obeyed the law and brought forth thorns to man. A man was made to eat from the herbs of the field. Man lost his health. Man lost his immortality. I told you before, I said God never cursed man. I, I can hear somebody saying, Sir, but God cursed Cain. Let's look at it. Genesis 4, verse 11. And now you are cursed by a reason of the earth. I can hear somebody saying, Yes, yes, sir, you can see that. Now you are cursed by a reason of the earth. Listen very well. <laughs> this statement is somehow. It's that now you are cursed by a reason. Now look at me. It's a conditional statement. By a reason of the earth, which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from that. By a reason of the earth. God never cursed Cain. But Cain was cursed by the earth. That was what the Bible said. As a reason of the earth. So it's the principle of the earth that made him cursed. Let's look at Leviticus. 17 verse 2. Leviticus 17. Clear just run down there and just take out a few things then. Continue. Leviticus 17. Leviticus 17. Le- Leviticus 17. We'll just start dividing from um, verse 2. And verse says, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, and unto all the children of Israel, and say unto them, This is the things which the Lord has commanded, say. Three, what man soever there be of the house of Israel that killeth an ox or lamb or goat in the camp, or that killeth it out of the camp. For and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation to offer an offering unto the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord. Blood shall be imputed unto that man. He has shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from among his people. Now listen, though, you can see very simple. God never cursed. Okay. It was, there was a law 
already in place in the heavenlies. When God was talking to Cain, he was in the heavenly side room. In Genesis 4 verse 11, he was in the heavenly court. And there was a law being set before him from the, from the um, conditions of heaven. And God was asking the old man Cain, where is thy brother? Instead of Cain, she does Jehovah. Instead of him, she does say, God, I'm sorry. He didn't. He was claiming big boy. There was a case filed before him from the heavenly sanctuary, and there was a law against him. Say, any man that kills, blood shall be imputed, and it shall be cut off from among his people. So now, let's not look at what God told Cain. We will not know if God caused Cain or not. Look at it. God says that because of his disobedience, his generation was what? Was caused. You see that? Listen to well, God never caused him. But there was a principle he disobeyed. God said, the blood of thy brother. Cries out from the ground, which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Any man that shed blood outside the laws of shedding blood, blood shall be imputed to him and it shall be cut off from his generation. So God never cursed him. He disobeyed the law and he reaped the fruit of his labor. Because he couldn't activate the law of mercy. You get that now? Listen to Now look at this. As I said before, God never caused man. But man's disobedience to the principle governing the earth, the back and ground, brought cause sees of man. God blessed even this person. To show you that God never cursed man, I will show you again. God bless man. Okay. Listen, after the death of Abel, Cain was cut off from among his people. So Seth became the seed of, of Adam. Who will carry the blessing? Out of Seth came Noah, who built the ark. Genesis 17. Genesis 6, from verse 17 to 18. We'll look at it shortly. Now, God promised to destroy the generation of new and death. Hope you that. God promised to destroy the generation of new and death. Yeah. God promised to do that. But something happened in the process. The generation was very heartless. Was very, very heartless and sinful. And God promised to destroy it. God destroyed Generation of Cain first, because of the disobey the law, God let it go, and He was about to destroy the generation of Noah. But Noah was found righteous; he was living upright. So God established a new covenant with Noah. But the fact is, did God really bless man again? We will be looking at that in the part two of this topic. God blessed man, but he did it in a special way. 
God bless man again. Yes, he did. But from this place, we'll be trying to position ourselves in the kingdoms. Where do we belong? Because God formed a new generation. And from Noah, the whole world came. So, what came? If God really blessed man again, then why are we not blessed? I'll be stopping here for, for this uh, edition of this message. I will urge you all to get a part two of this message and listen because I'm going to be making a full, giving us a full dose on how God blessed man again, what truncated the blessing, why are some cursed and why are some blessed. If you are listening to me this very hour, I would love you to just tell it to yourself, say I'm blessed. So I'm blessed beyond doubt. I have never been cursed. Christ never cursed me. I am blessed. God loved me so much. He never cursed me. I am blessed. I am blessed. Stay blessed. And keep basking under the atmosphere of heaven. Amen. Today I will be considering a great topic. Something very important in the body of Christ. We will be looking at the blessings of Abraham. Many of us say, I am blessed. Some say, I am not blessed. Many said, God blessed man. But man is not blessed. I met a guy one day, he said, if truly we are blessed, then why is everybody in my family cursed? During the course of this um, teaching, we will try to trash out all these questions that we have running in our minds. This topic is um, something very deep and we must pay good attention to it. In the book of Genesis 1, verse 1 to 12, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Listen, from the above scripture, we're meant to understand that the first thing God spoke into existence was light. And that light represents the world. I want us to really comprehend this fact that without this light, nothing could come into reality. Without this light, there is no way man could be blessed. Because for God to bless man, he has to use the word. So for him to make things that he could say they are, he could call those things good, then he has to call light into place. Somebody follow it. Now, the first thing God blessed was never man. Many of us think um, the first thing God blessed was man. We all know God told man be fruitful, multiply. We all, we all believe man is the only creature on earth that needs to be blessed. I will 
try to expose us to some realities behind why a man must be blessed. The first thing God blessed was no man. It was the living things that he created. Now, why must God think of blessing dogs, goats? Let's look at it. Genesis 1 verse 21. Genesis 1 verse 21. Oh, I love the scripture. It's um, something very nice. And God created great whales and every living creature that moved which the water brought forth abundantly after their kind. And every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. 22. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the, uh, the waters in the sea, and let fowl multiply um, the earth. Listen, this blessing is sounding like the blessing God gave to Adam and Eve. Isn't it? It sounded somehow familiar, right? But why must God um, give such a blessing to animals? Why must an animal be blessed in this manner? Let's try to find out. The question is this. You see, for if God has to bless animals this way, then something is fishy here. Before we try to solve that problem, we must ask ourselves, What's the meaning of the blessing? Before you start saying, why must God bless animals? Why must God give such a blessing to an animal? We have to know what the blessing is. Okay, many of us have seen blessing as abundant supply. But it's more than that. The word blessing means to be whole. It means to be in perfect condition. To be in full condition. A point where you are at a state where nothing is missing. You get it? That's what they call what? the blessing. The word blessing means to be whole, to be in good condition. That was why when God created the earth, he saw that it was what? Good. In context, you can say he saw that it was blessed. It was perfect. It has no issue. Because the questions are already rising up in our heart already. I could see a guy saying, uh, <laughs> so you mean the animals God created was not in good condition after God had to bless them? We'll find out. We'll find out. He saw that it was good. The word good means to be perfect. Listen, everything God created was in perfect condition at the point of creation. But God has to pronounce a blessing on living things because their existence can be altered by the word of man. Listen very well. The existence of those animals can be altered by the words of what? Words of man. This was the major reason why God has to pronounce a blessing. God has to say multiply, be fruitful, multiply. God has to say exactly what he wants them to be. Animals were in perfect condition. To shock you with this, Men need, human beings need to be appointed to give birth sometimes, but animals never need to be appointed to give birth. So they were in perfect conditions. But because the, the blessing on their life could be uttered, so God have to pronounce the blessing. Don't forget, when man fought, the serpent was, was cursed. The blessing on his life was uttered. So because of these reasons, God have to bless 
them so that man could not alter the blessing. Only living things can be caused. Put this in mind. You can't cause a non-living thing. You can't tell the stone you are caused forever. Only things that have life in them are what can be caused. Now, and take note of this. Blessings run from generation to generation. And every blessing a man inherits from his parents, they are stored in genes. I will um, um, just digress a little. I know someone was saying, can a rat be cursed? Yes, it can be cursed. The first animal that was cursed in the Bible was the serpent. God cursed the serpent. So, a rat can be cursed. A lion can be cursed. So, everything that lives and has life can be cursed. But this question just jumped at me. All of a sudden, the earth was cursed. Is the earth a living thing? Now listen to all. I just said something, but <laughs> an inspiration came to me that the earth was caused by God now. Then so is the earth a living thing? Let's find out. If the earth can could be caused, then it must have a living component. Because only living things can be caused. Let's go. Let's look at um, Genesis 1, verse 12. If you say something is living, then what makes it living? Let's look at that. 1 verse 12. And the earth brought forth grasses and herb, yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself, whose seed was in itself. After its kind, after its kind, and God saw that it was perfect. God saw that it was good. Now we'll compare this reality to what I read to us before in uh, Genesis 1 verse 22. Now listen, when God was to bless living creatures, He blessed them in like manner to how He blessed the ground. Now listen, listen very good. God didn't pronounce a word of blessing, but he called it good, right? Good. Now look up. He said, And the earth brought forth grass and herbs. You didn't see it after his kind. Now listen, if something has a kind, that's to say it can bring a generation. The word begat means to bring a kind. Now, if the earth could bring out grass out of its own kind, then there is, an, there is a possibility that the earth is living. Because only animals, only living things can bring forth their own kind. Now, let's go forward. You see, and the earth's seed, after, after brought grass and half, you didn't seed after its kind. Listen, the earth was made in perfect condition. So it does not need help for man to bring food. Just like man is independent of animals. Listen, the earth is a living thing because it has the ability to multiply and reproduce. So I told us before, the earth could bring forth fruit. God told living things to multiply, be fruitful. Genesis 1.22, he said be fruitful, multiply. 
be fruitful, multiply. Now, the same thing happened to the land. The land brought forth fruit according to its own kind. Now, for anything to bring forth a fruit, it must have a seed. And we're going to understand in that place that the earth brought forth grass. The earth has a seed. Look at it. It says, and the earth brought forth grass and have yielding fruit as seed after its kind. Yielding what? Seed. The earth has what? A seed. Only living things have seed. When God was to talk about the coming of the Messiah, he didn't say the word. He said, thy seed shall bruise the head of the serpent. He was referring to the son of David, Jesus, thy seed. Now, if God was referring to Jesus as a seed, only living things bring forth what? Seeds. Now, the earth has a seed in itself. Let's go forward. I'll show you some deep things. Just be ready to learn. Oh, let's pray. Thank you. Now, look up. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. Now, I've told us that um, the earth deals with seeds, just as um, man deals with seeds. Now, the earth is the mother of all creation. Even the Bible makes us to understand that for God to create man, he had an intercourse with the earth. I will show you something. I know somebody is already saying, Sir, I could hear that from the audience. That was why the Bible says, God formed man of the dust, of the ground. In Genesis 2, verse 7, God has to relate with the dust. The Bible says, and God took, God formed man from the dust of the earth. Now, listen to God formed man. God has to relate. With the non-living things, with the living thing, God form. God have to have a relationship with the earth. Now, for God to make create something from the earth, then there was something about the earth. I said, I said, for the earth is the mother of all creation. I will show you something in. Ecclesiastes 3, um, 3 verse 20 to 22. Before you say I'm teaching you wrong things. Ecclesiastes 3, 22, 20, verse 20 to 22 says something very profound. It says, from dust do I came, dust will I return. From dust do I came. From dust do I came. Dust will I return. So the earth is the mother of the flesh. Listen, your son came from you. Right? Now, man, the flesh we carry came from the dust. So the father of the mother, sorry, the mother of the earth of man is the earth. Because you are produced by the woman who brought you to earth. When God was to bring man to this earth, he didn't make a country. He brought man from the dust. So, from the dust, the man came. So, the earth is the mother of flesh. Only living things can give birth. The earth gave birth to man. So, earth is a living thing again. 
Mm. I'll show you another one. In case you are still doubting that the earth is living. Ah, listen, let me put this in place. The earth is the mother. Why is the mother of flesh? Why God is the father of spirits? Even the earth has a heart. And look up um, Matthew 12, verse 1. The Bible says, The Son of Man will dwell in the heart of the earth. For three days. The Son of Man will dwell in the heart of the earth for three days. How many of us know the earth have mouths? That's what Christ. The earth have mouths. That's what Christ. When God was to address the issue between Cain and Abel, he said to Cain, he said, the, bro- the blood of thy brother cried unto me from the ground. Please, all non-living things don't talk. Have you ever heard that a stone talks before? The earth has life in himself. The earth cries. Job 31 verse 13 said it. The earth what? Cries. Genesis 4, 11 said it. Bible says the, oh God. The earth has received. Oh, 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 oh. The earth that has received thy brother's blood from thy hand. The earth that has received. Only living things receive things. Cries unto me. Even the earth have a mouth. The earth can open and it can close. When Elijah Elisha has some issues, he commands the ground to open. The ground have years, it could be So the earth is a living thing. The earth is a living thing. Now I'll really show some other realities. This topic is loaded. Please just pay attention. This topic is loaded. Many people say man was caused by God. But I'll be telling us something very shocking this way. Oh, please pay attention to this teachings. Man was never cursed. When man ate the fruit in the midst of the garden, their eyes was opened. In Genesis 3 verse 16 to 19. The Lord never cursed man, neither did he cause the human. But he just altered the flow of things for their sake. He altered. Man was never cursed. I'll show you something. I will open us up to some realities. Listen very well. By yourself, when we read, you'll be able to depreciate if this is a cause or a blessing. Now look up. He said to the woman, Thy pain shall be greatly multiplied in childbearing. God never cursed man. See, listen to me. I will, let me say this. Hold this in the back of your heart. Um, hold this. Just hold this by the hand. Throughout the whole scriptures, God never placed a curse on anyone. I will explain. I know some people are getting disturbed about that statement I just made now. But that's the truth. God never placed a curse on anyone. Let's continue. Let me show you something. It said to the woman, Thy pain shall be greatly multiplied. God is not cursing her. He's uttering the blessing. Listen up. It said to the woman, 
Thy pain shall be greatly multiplied in childbirth. Before in childbirth. In childbirth. Before the fall of man, woman was meant to keep birth without pain. But this was uttered at the fall. Now, there was a law. If you if this this will happen to you, God never caused man. Man disobeyed, and the consequence of his obedience was given to him. So God never caused man. There was just an alteration. It's like a punishment. I told you, don't enter this place. If you enter, you'll be flogged. I didn't beat you. I was never wicked. I just gave you what you deserve for disobeying my laws. So God never God, God just altered the flow of the blessing. Watch. Let's continue. For the man, for the man, God said to him, Man was not meant to sweat before he eat. But God said, because of thee, the ground shall be cursed for thy sake. Listen, brother. The ground shall be cursed for thy sake. The ground shall be cursed for thy what? Sake. Now, God never said man is cursed. He never said it. Oh, man was not meant to sweat before he eats. But because of him, the ground was cursed for the sake of man. I will explain us to a law. There are laws governing everything God did in the scriptures. If the ground was cursed, because of the cross that was placed on the ground, the ground brought thorns. In the book of Job 31 verse 40, the Bible said, because of the pain you've put to the ground, it brought you what? Thorns. Because of the evil that man brought on the ground, the ground brought him what? Thorns. God told man that in thy sweat shall I eat bread. He never said thorns. But because of that sweat, because of the ground was caused, the ground all by itself, obeyed the law and brought forth thorns to man. A man was made to eat from the halves of the feet. Man lost his health. Man lost his immortality. Now, I told you before, I said God never cursed man. I, I can hear somebody saying, sir, but God caused Cain. Let's look at it. Genesis 4 verse 11. And now you are caused by a reason of the earth. Can someone say, yes, yes, sir, you can see that. Now you are caused by a reason of the earth. Listen very well. <laughs> this statement is somehow. He said, now you are caused by a reason. Now look at me. It's a conditional statement. By a reason of the earth, which has opened his mouth, to receive your brother's blood from that. By reason of the earth. God never caused Cain. But Cain was caused by the earth. That was how the Bible said. As a reason of the earth. So it's the principle of the earth that made him cursed. Let's look at Leviticus 17 verse 2. Leviticus 17. 
clear just run down there and just take out a few things then continue Leviticus 17 Leviticus 17 Le Leviticus 17 we'll just start dividing from um, verse 2 and verse 2 says speak unto Aaron and unto his sons and unto all the children of Israel and say unto them this is the things which the Lord has commanded say. 3. What man soever there be of the house of Israel that killeth an ox or lamb or goat in the camp or that killeth it out of the camp. 4. And bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation to offer an offering to the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord. Blood shall be imputed unto that man. He has shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from among his people. Now listen, though, you can see very simple. God never cursed. Okay. It's what, there was a law already in place in the heavens. When God was talking to Cain, he was in the heavenly side room. In Genesis 4, verse 11. It was in the heavenly court. And there was a law being set before him from the, from the um, um, conditions of heaven. And God was asking the old man Cain, where is thy brother? Instead of Cain, she does Jehovah. Instead of him, she does say, God, I'm sorry. He didn't. He was claiming big boy. There was a case filed before him. From the heavenly side, and there was a law against him. Say, any man that kills, blood shall be imputed and it shall be cut off from among his people. So now, look, let's not look at what God told Cain. We will not know if God caused Cain or not. Look at it. God says that because of his disobedience, his generation was what? Was caused. You see that? Listen, God never cursed him. But there was a principle he disobeyed. God said, The blood of thy brother cries out from the ground, which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Any man that shed blood outside. The laws of shedding blood. Blood shall be imputed and it shall be cut off from his generation. So God never cursed him. He disobeyed the law and he ripped the fruit of his labor because he couldn't activate the law of mercy. You get that now? Now look at this. As I said before, God never cursed man. But man's disobedience to the principle governing the earth, back and ground, brought cause season man. God blessed man. Even despite To show you that God never cursed man, we'll show you again. God blessed man again. Listen, after the death of Abraham, Cain was cut off from among his people. So Seth became the seed of Adam. Who will carry the blessing? 
Out of Seth came Noah, who built the ark. Genesis 17. Genesis 6, from verse 17 to 18. We'll look at it shortly. Now, God promised to destroy the generation of Noah then. Open that. God promised to destroy the generation of Noah then. Yeah. God promised to do that. But something happened in the process. The generation was very heartless. It was very, very heartless and sinful. And God promised to destroy it. God destroyed the generation of Cain first. Because of this, obey the law, God let it go. And he was about to destroy the generation of Noah. But Noah was found righteous. He was living upright. So God established a new covenant with Noah. But the fact is, did God really bless man again? We will be looking at that in the part two of this topic. God blessed man, but he did it in a special way. God blessed man again, yes, he did. But from this place, we'll be trying to position ourselves in the kingdoms. Where do we belong? Because God formed a new generation, and from Noah, the whole world came. So, what came? If God really blessed man again, then why are we not blessed? I'll be stopping here for, for this uh, edition of this message. I will urge you all to get a part two of this message and listen because I'm going to be making a full, giving us a full dose on how God blessed man again, what completed the blessing, why are some cursed and why are some blessed. If you are listening to me this very hour, I would love you to just tell it to yourself. Say I'm blessed. Say I'm blessed beyond doubt. I have never been cursed. Christ never cursed me. I am blessed. God loved me so much. He never cursed me. I am blessed. I am blessed. Stay blessed. And keep basking under the atmosphere of heaven. Another great edition of our teaching. Today we'll be looking at um, the blessing of Abraham. A part two of that teaching. It has been a great series. I taught us in the first series about the blessing of Abraham. How God blessed man. God never cursed man. I exposed us to some realities that the earth is a living thing. Cain was not cursed by God. Cain was caused by the earth. So, but today we'll be looking at um, how the blessing got to Noah. And did God really bless Noah again? Was Noah a blessed man at all? And if God blessed Noah in any aspect, then why are we still cursed? Or why is he looking at seed? We are still cursed. Just be patient and just go with me as we check some deep things out. Let's look at um, Genesis um, Okay, let's just run down to Genesis 8 verse 20 I think um, that would do 
Genesis 8, verse 20. Let's see some deep things on how whether God blessed Noah or not. Genesis 8, verse 20. Okay, 8, 20. And now Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and of a bond of free on the altar. And the question is this, why was Noah offering a bond of free? I would like to expose us something, something here. Don't forget, Noah just came out of the ark. And Noah took two pairs of every living creature. Now, Noah just spent some few days in the ark. Likely, some of these beasts won't have given birth. Now, the Bible says, Noah built an altar unto the Lord. First, and took of every clean beast, clean, clean, and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offering on the altar. Don't forget, this was the same thing Cain and Abel did. You can see? Sequence are repeating themselves. Circles. Cain and Abel offered the same sacrifice. Abel gave God a good sacrifice. And it was accepted. He brought, he brought a, a family without blemish. Abel brought any and Cain brought anything he likes. Now, God has placed sacrifice in place to reconcile man back to himself. Put this in mind. Because when God was to become friends again with Abel and Cain, they went to give a sacrifice. And God became interested in Abel when he died. The question is, Sebi Cain Adam and Eve have sinned against God. Then how come is God still talking to Okay. This something happened. Abel gave a sacrifice that pleased God. Then God was interested. There was a buyback. Let me say there was a welcome back package that Abel purchased with the sacrifice. Now the same system was used by Oganua. That guy would have been a man who studied very well. He would have crushed and said, Oh, the reason why the blood of Abel was crying was not because of him, it was just blood alone. Because it was a righteous blood. So what are you getting me now? Now, let's continue. Verse 21. And the Lord smelled, oh, Shanako, smelled a sweet savour. And the Lord said in his hands, I will not again cause the ground anymore. Is it? Look, look, look. Oh, God. God you know, says, I will not again curse man anymore. He says, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. You can see, man was never cursed. It was the ground that was cursed. For the imagination of man's heart is evil, even from his youth. Neither will I again smite 
anymore. Everything living as I am done. Mm. You don't see this now. Let's continue to verse 9. Genesis 9, verse 1 now said, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful. Oh, the same blessing God gave to Adam in Genesis 1, verse 28 and 26. Listen, this is what God said to Noah. This is not Adam, Noah, Noah. Genesis 9, verse 1. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth too. And the fear of you and the dreaded of you shall be upon every beast on earth. This dominion, have we? And upon every fowl of the earth. Upon all things that move it. Mm, that move it. Upon the earth. And upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand. And they delivered. God brought Noah back to dominion. Every blessing that Adam was, Adam has, when he was in Eden, God created a new world for Noah and gave him everything. Just like Adam and Eve was ready with the garden, Noah and the family were born it. You could see God did it again. God went back to creation again. A new world started. And God blessed man of I just want to say, so, sir, what now happened? Let's go down. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Ah, five. Let's go five. And surely your blood, the blood of your life, will I require at the hand of every beast? Will I require it? And at the hand of man, and at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of a man? You can see why God was actually killed. Where is that? A law. It says, I will require the life of man. I will require, and it says, at the end of every man's brother, will I require the life of man? Whosoever, whoso shed man's blood, by man shall his blood shed. You see that? Now, God went on and on in verse 7 and said, Be, be ye fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly. Now, all the blessings that Adam um, lost in the garden, the everything, the authority, the dominion, man lost, was given back. Now, what went wrong? What went wrong? Hmm? God even kept the rainbow in the sky to prove that he has blessed man. God kept a stamp in the cloud to stamp this covenant. Today we still see the rainbow. Now what's going wrong? What's wrong? My question is what, what, what's wrong? The question is why is the ground still cost? We still have to labor before we eat. Come think of it. You know, there are some parts of the country where we don't labor for the eat. Like we labor. Let's check. Let's continue. 
Since God has restored the blessing of Adam to Noah, then why do we still have to labor to make money or eat? Let's look at it. In Genesis 9, verse 22, Noah limited the blessing. Noah himself limited it. We all know the story now. Noah has them three children, Shem, Japheth, and Ham. But Ham made a big mistake. Noah himself made, became a, made a vineyard and, uh, and drank of the vineyard and was drunk. He was lying naked. According to the law, whosoever sees his father nakedness will be punished. So Noah was not just being bad, but there was a law against a child seeing his father's nakedness. Okay, now, Noah woke up from his mind and heard what has happened. But something shocking happened. I will read to us how Noah limited the blessing in Genesis 9 verse 22. Now look at this. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father. Genesis 9.22 And told his two brothers without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their face were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. 24 And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. 55. And he said, Cursed be Canaan. A serpent of servants shall he be. Mm-mm. Now, Noah did not say, Cursed be the ground. Noah did not say, Cursed be your hand. Noah said, Straight. Costs be Canaan. Now, why must Noah cost Canaan? We'll get back to that point. He said, A servant of servants shall he be. Un- no, no, not outside as well. Unto his brethren. Oh, no wonder we have the Canaanite in Israel. Something the Israelites. Let's go up. Six. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem. And Canaan shall be his servant. What are the sons of Shem? We will find out. 27. God shall enlarge Japheth. God shall what? Enlarge. What are the sons of Japheth in this world today? We will find out. And he shall dwell in the tent of Shem. Now listen to what? Noah limited his blessing to just Shem. He said, God shall enlarge Japheth. And he shall dwell in the tents. Of Shem. How many tents? We mean coffee. Shem shall be the reason why Japheth will be blessed. Now let's continue. Oh God. Mm. Oh. Now, why? Come think of it. Why can't Noah limit the course? To Ham alone, since he was the person who sinned against Noah. 
The reason why Noah didn't cause Ham was because he didn't want to cause all the generation of Ham. Don't forget, Ham still have some good number of children who became great in the future. Now, if Noah would have caused harm, many generations would have been caused today. But Noah just caused one of them so that the rest can be blessed. Don't forget, Bible said, My cause is to the first generation. And my blessing is just is for a thousand generations. Now let's go forward. Who are these sons of Noah in our world today? This one is very important. If you can understand this part of the study, I think you're on your way to enjoy sonship. Genesis 10 verse 2 to 5. Listen, the three sons of Noah are Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The son of Japheth formed the largest group descending from Noah. He had seven sons who scattered to Asia Minor. Greece, Russia, Cyprus, and Southern Eastern Europe. These people later spread to the other parts of the world. See that? Japheth had seven sons called Goma. Goma brought about, Goma is the father of France, Spain, Germany, and Wales. You can see how Japheth spread. Don't forget, the blessing God um, knew I pronounced on Japheth was, the Lord Shaila was Japheth. Let's continue. Magog, the Romanians, and the Ukraine, because these are mighty nations. The Midway, that is the, the Midek and the Evans. The Jav, Javan is the son of Japheth. He brought about the Greek. Tubal brought about Georgia. Meshach brought about Moscow. Tiras is the father of the Macedonians. See that now. Good. Now the sons of Ham mentioned in Genesis 10 from verse 6 to 20. His sons inhabit Asia except for North Asia and lived in Southern Europe and North Africa. Like others, they scattered throughout the world. They were the former inhabitants of the land God gave to Israel. That's Canaan. Now Ham has four sons called Cush. Cush is the father of Ethiopia. Mizraim is the father of Egypt, Put, the father of Libya, and Canaan, the father of the Palestinians. They are slaves. Palestinians are what slaves in Israel. They are the Canaanites. They are all Canaanites. And look at this. You can see where it's from. Africans are from the Ham family. Look at it very well. Although we need a good summary of it. Now, let's look at the sons of Ham. Sons of Ham are measured in Genesis 10, verse 21 to 31. They occupy the Middle East, Asia, and they are the source of the blessing, which include Abraham, 
and Israel and also Jesus. Shem has five sons called Elam. Elam brought about Iran. Asher, the Assyrians. Abrakt, the Chaldees, Hebrews, and the Arias. Lud brought the Lydias. Aram brought the Syrians as the Arab world. Now God made Abraham the source of the blessing. And listen for what? I want to make us understand something. Every great nation was given birth to by Noah. But Noah limited the blessing just to a nation. Noah made just one nation the source of this blessing. Of which he said, but that's how it is. Now listen, brother. We will look at how that took effect. Ham is the father of Africa. He has told us that. Now, Ham was not really blessed. So, there is an iota of not enjoying the blessing that God gave to him. Because they were never blessed. God blessed Shem and Japheth. I think someone is thinking, you can now understand why Africans are very poor and they are, they are something, you know, and they are blessed. Yeah. And they are, don't let me use blessed. And they are the way they are. Now let's look at Genesis 12 verse 2 to 3. And I will make thee, make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Three. And I will bless them that bless thee. And cause him that caused thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. In thee, just a man. And Abraham is from the lineage of what? Shem. Now, the all blessing God loaded Noah with was just placed in the tribe of Shem. No wonder. No wonder the Israelis, their land is a desert, yet they have more food. No wonder they are not very much, but they are the best in the world. Also, what is getting it now? The ground is not cost in that case because they live in a desert, yet they are still like the food bank of the world. They are very rich in alcohol, in um, agriculture. Yet, in a desert, God has made it a, a de- God made the desert become a land flowing with meat and honey. The same night the Canaanites were and they were slaves. That was the same land God brought these guys into and they became generals of the whole world. Look at it. He says, And I will bless them that blessed thee, and cause him that caused thee. And indeed shall all the fathers. Now one man has the blessing. One man. Let's consider two words, nations and family. From the above scripture, God has made Abraham the custodian of the blessing. No man on earth can be blessed without going through Abraham. That was why God said, in you shall all the families of earth be blessed. Abraham could enjoy the right because he is 
from the lineage of Shem. God gave the whole earth to Abraham. In Romans 4 verse 13, this was given to him as an inheritance. The earth was given to him as an inheritance. Now look at it. There was no way man could get the blessing. Africans could not accept this blessing. The Japheth, the Europeans are blessed too because God blessed Japheth. You can see now, Japheth depend. That's why USA must always, Europe, USA, Americans must always depend on the Jews. Israel. Every nation depend on the Jews because they are the best in the world. Hope I get something now. Now, as Christians, how can we accept the blessing? I'm an African. We are cursed here. There is no blessing here. Noah cursed them. So there is nothing here. So how do we accept this blessing? Let's look at Matthew 1 from verse 1 to 14. Jesus is from the lineage of Abraham. The Bible made us to understand that from the seed of Abraham, the whole families of the earth bless have been. Genesis 22, 18. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because thou art obey my voice, is seed. This seed that is talked about was declared to be Jesus. Look, let's look a little further. Galatians 3, verse 14. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Look at it again. Galatians 3 14. In order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to Gentiles so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now listen to all. Christ became an intermediary between the blessing and us. There was no way we could be blessed. There was no way we could enjoy the blessing God placed on Noah because Noah had limited the blessing to only his children. Now there was no way. Because our father is not blessed. <laughs> oh God. Notice this. That it is in Christ Jesus that the blessing of Abraham comes to Gentiles. Then let's look at the Galatians 2 system. Now the promise was spoken to Abraham and to his seed. It did not say and to seeds. As if I to many, but rather to one. And to your seed, that is Christ. So Christ became the only channel through which men who are not from the lineage of Abraham can enjoy this. God never said, Now the promise were spoken to Abraham and to his seed, not seeds. So there's only one man who can bring the access, who can make us accept the blessing, and this person is Christ. That's why Paul. Wind up his discussion in Galatians 3, verse 29, and saying, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham or Spirit. See it, heir according to the promise. As long as you are born again, you in Christ, you are in Christ, and you are part of the source of Abraham, like of that. You are part of Abraham's songs like of it. 
Don't forget Galatians 3.29 says, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring. Eh! According to promise. See that now? So, we are Abraham's seeds through the ass of Christ. So, the fact that we are born again, we are blessed. Tell anybody I'm blessed. Say like you I'm blessed. So, I'm in perfect condition. Nothing is missing in my life. So, I'm in perfect condition. Nothing is wrong with my life. I'm in perfect condition. Nothing is wrong in my life. I don't labor before I get abundance. I do little, I get more. Because I'm the blessed of the Lord. I'm the blessed of the Lord. Everything I do multiplies. Everything, everything I do. Begin to say to yourself, you are the blessed of the Lord. You are a seed of Abraham. Everything you do prosper. Everything you do. Everything you do. You are the seed of Abraham. You are, you are, you are. Keep saying to yourself, till I come your way next time, keep boxing under the atmosphere of faith.